0: Welcome to the Sunshine Coast Real Estate Podcast, your go-to source for all things real estate on the Sunshine Coast of beautiful British Columbia. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or an experienced investor, we've got you covered. And now your host, Nathan Demers. Morning, Sunshine Coasters. Today we're joined by Sai Lee. Sai is a mortgage broker, successful real estate flipper, and real estate coach and mentor in Kitchener, Ontario. A few years ago, Cy discovered how to build extraordinary wealth and become financially free without using any of his own money and was able to quit his 9-to-5 job. He's now on a mission to teach others how to do the same. So yeah, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. So welcome to the show. And let's just start with, uh, tell me your story. Tell me your background. I know I know it a little bit about you, but for the listeners, which right now is my mom. So there you go. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. love it.
1: Yeah, a little bit about myself. In my previous life, I was an IT consultant, just working your regular nine to five job, getting paid a great salary to do it. And, you know, I just couldn't see myself doing it for the rest of my life. Was making great money, but man, it's the type of job and industry that required me to commute a lot. Mm-hmm. Because number one is contract work. You just never know what your next contract is going to look like. And not only that, but you have to travel to your client's sites. And so I was commuting to work about two hours there, two hours back. I did the math. I'm like, Nathan, that's like 20 hours of my life I'm giving up on public transportation. Like this isn't fun. Yeah. And, and so I had to find a way out. I started looking at different investment vehicles. Real estate was the one that kept coming up. And yeah. you know, people kept telling me like Sai, why don't you invest in real estate? Like ninety, ninety, okay, nine zero, ninety percent of millionaires invest in real estate. So it yeah. just made sense to me. I was like, well, I want to be part of that ninety percent. That's a pretty good ratio. So when I got into real estate, didn't even know what I was doing. I hired myself a personal coach and mentor, and that's what hit the road running. I was just, I got coached. Yeah. I got the education first, and I went out, and I just implemented it and started flipping homes like crazy.
0: <laughs> so you're working a nine-to-five, and you were like, I want to get out of this grind, and you started looking at real estate as a way to do it. And so you got the education, and then tell me about that very first flip. Were you freaked out? Did you know what you're doing? Did you make mistakes? Actually, the first one, I wasn't freaked out at all. And the reason why is
1: because I had a coach behind me that had like so much more experience than I did. So that's what gave me the comfort to jump forward. It's great. If I was going to do it myself, Nathan, if I was going to go and start on my own, I would have been scared to death. Absolutely, man. You know, but the fact that I've got somebody who has all the answers, I was like, great. Listen, I'm paying this guy anyways to teach me the ropes. Obviously, that's what he's there for. So he's going to keep me safe. Yeah so the first investment property that I bought, I wouldn't suggest it for anybody, but the first one is also the one that taught me the most because mm-hmm. I went and I bought this duplex. When I walked into the house, it was just a shell. Like it was just framing. I didn't even know what drywall was. I didn't even know how to look at things and understand that there was no electrical in there. There was no rough at all. And was it was no gutted,
0: just a track. gutted property?
1: Yeah, just straight up framing. Oh, wow. And yeah, and so the goal was to take this duplex turn it into a fourplex and sell it for like literally twice as much money. Wow! Yeah. So pretty crazy project. I wouldn't recommend that for anybody.
0: Yeah. That's a crazy place to start.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, especially something with that heavy, even my lawyer was telling me at the time, like, sorry, don't do this. You're crazy. But oh, uh, how long does that like take you? Eight months. Okay. Eight months. And the crazy thing is, Nathan, we didn't even finish the project. Oh, really? That's how much headaches we had. Wow. And uh, it's just I unloaded. still made money. Yeah. But hey, the lessons learned were awesome because it exposed me to a lot of different things like private lending. It exposed me to basically start building my own buyer's list where I can flip properties to because that's how we ultimately got rid of the house. Yeah. Was we flipped it to another investor.
0: So then did your mindset change at that point where you started thinking, okay, I don't want to be lifting hammers here? And, and actually, that's another question. Were you hiring people to do this work for you or were you kind of getting in there yourself with YouTube videos and a hammer?
1: I always hire out everybody. Okay. Like I hire out everything, everybody on all my flips, on all my projects. Reason why is because my strategy is, why don't you just buy it right? If you buy it right and you build in that cushion of hiring somebody to do the work, yeah. then you don't have to do the work. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just simple math. <laughs> and that person who you hire to do the work is going to do a way better job at it than you. They'll get it done way quicker. You're not the guy who's wasting all their time on site trying to figure out everything on their own. Yeah, I mean, my wife makes fun of me all the time, Nathan. She's like, "You're that real estate investor who owns like no tools. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I own like my tools are in a twenty dollar like yellow Walmart bag. Okay, yeah, and that's what I carry around if I ever need to like hang up a picture
0: in my house or something. That's all I got to my name. <laughs> do you have to manage? Uh, like, do you have a team now? Like, that must be its own job, a little bit managing all these trades and stuff. Does it that is become a thing. It is
1: like, I'm not a big fan of buying really, really distressed homes and managing a whole crew to like rip it apart, put it back together. I'm not a fan of that, Nathan. My style of flipping, because I've done way too many of those. I've done enough of those where I know that amount of time and effort it requires to do those kind of projects. And not only that, but the type of investment that it requires, because it requires some serious money to get across the finish line. My style of flipping, I keep it simple. Buy low. Do absolutely no work and flip it for a higher price. Yeah. And if you're the super broker, you're the architect of that deal, buying low, selling high. Then you can create the spread yourself on how much do you want to make on that deal.
0: I'll start with how do you buy low? Where do you find those deals? Are you finding them on the MLS? You find them privately? And I kind of my bread and butter.
1: Yeah, (laughs) my bread and butter is off market. Yeah. Yeah, off market. Have I found good deals on the MLS? Yes, absolutely, I have. Yeah, Yeah, I think the MLS can be a good place to find good deals, but I'm not interested in those MLS properties where the whole world has already seen it and everybody's going to go and compete on it and overbid with each other. No, if I'm going to get anything on the MLS, I want those pocket listings. I want those realtors sending me the deals first before they share it with the world. And then other than that, everything else is off market. And I can tell you right now, all the professional real estate investors I talk to, okay, all the guys that are really savvy, I can tell you that all of them tell you the same thing: ninety percent or more of their deals will always
0: come off market. Yeah. So, are you out there knocking on doors looking for off-market deals, or how do you find the off-market deals? I'm not, but people are for me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you
0: have people out there that are going around, kind of looking for distressed properties. I take it.
1: It could be distressed. It could be anything, man. Yeah. Yeah. It could be anything. It doesn't always have to be about distressed properties. It could okay. just be from somebody who needs to sell their house and I'm just there at the right time, right place with the right solution.
0: Okay. So then you have people kind of working for you out there, finding you the deals, then they bring you the deal and they take a cut. I take it. That's right. Is that basically how it works? Yes. I yeah, so. they
1: take a cut or sometimes I pay them like a finder's fee for okay. giving me the lead or whatever. You know, there's always going to be a way where you can build like a win-win situation. Yeah, or people that you work with, and that's how I always see business. Is that look if everybody wins through that transaction, then you got a deal on the table. Same yeah. thing with real estate. Yeah, if you got a buyer and a seller, you're the person in the middle, and you can make that deal work for everybody, and it's a win-win. Great, then you're gonna get paid. Cool.
0: So then, let me see if I have this right. Sometimes you're just buying a house. It's there's nothing wrong with that at all. There's nothing that needs to be done with it, and then you're now you're looking for a buyer. Are these that's other cool. investors? Are you listing on the MLS? Or how do you do that?
1: No, I, so I can't list on the MLS, obviously, for legal purposes, because I'm not a real estate agent, right? Okay. And, I'm not and you don't have to. a
0: real estate agent working on your behalf.
1: Exactly, right? Okay. But over time, so I call it my super brokering strategy. Ultimately, what my super brokering strategy is, is there's like four pillars. And the first pillar is to find properties. Once you know how to find the properties, the second pillar is knowing how to make the right offers, Okay. The third pillar is finding money. And the reason why we find money is because sometimes you might actually want to close on those houses and keep them Mm -hmm. or maybe do burrs or whatever, or fix and flip them, whatever your jam is.
0: Long-term rental, that kind of thing?
1: Exactly. Okay. And then the last pillar of my super brokering strategy is finding buyers. And if you work your business on that end, where you're constantly adding buyers, investors and stuff to your business all the time, well, eventually what will happen is that those buyers are looking for a specific product. right? And it's just a numbers game. The bigger your buyers list is, the more successful you will be. Are your buyers local or are they kind of all over the place? They're all over the place.
0: Yeah. Yeah, All
1: over the place, but what's crazy is that sometimes your buyers list, you only need like maybe five really good ones, maybe 10, because those investors, those buyers are looking for something so specific already that when you find the product, they will not waste your time. Right. They're ready to rock and roll all the time. That's why you don't need any marketing or nothing. You know, you can't put it on the MLS because you're not a realtor, but having the right network, it definitely yeah. can move that transaction across the finish line.
0: And what's your typical buyer? Are they people that are also looking to fix and flip or trying to hold a long-term rental? Or what does that buyer's list look like? Like, what's your typical person there?
1: Oh, you'd be surprised, Nathan. My yeah. best buyers are actually real estate agents. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> hey, guess what? That makes people, sense. That tracks. Yeah. Real estate agents also buy off market, folks. Okay, surprise. They also want to find great deals. And so a lot of the times my best buyers were real estate agents. They'd be like, hey, Sai, when you find that deal, you know, it's off market, deep discount, you better call me first. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I love realtors because I know that they will close. I mean, it's almost embarrassing if you're a real estate agent and you don't close the deal.
0: Right. So where do you find the capital when you're on the buying side of things? Did you use your own money? Or?
1: Well, when I started, it was really all about finding the capital through my buyers list. Okay. Through their investors that I was networking with. My dad had a lot to do as well with me starting up. Okay. Because he had a whole line of credit. And at the time when I started, I had no idea what that meant. I was like, what the heck is a home equity line of credit? Because that word credit scares the crap out of me. Yeah, You know, I I don't want more credit. I don't have no debt, right? But he's like, don't worry about it. I got this credit line. You can use it for your business. Do whatever you need to do with it. And my coach is like, Cy, best investment vehicle you can ever use is secured line of credit. Because why? It's open. It's revolving. We can use it and we can pay it back and full without ever paying any penalty. Right. right? And so that was my starting point, was to use that for my flips. That's how I did my first flip and got it across the finish line, was we use that money to pay the contractors yeah, to get it to a point where we can actually sell and offload the property without swinging a hammer. It was just that line of credit working for me while I sleep pretty much.
0: So you started off using, it was your dad's line of credit? it's kind That's of like right. feed money. And then you kind of figured out that, oh, I can get a secured line of credit on my own property. And you yes. started using that. And so were you going all cash or were you also getting a mortgage component as well? Or are you just going straight cash purchase?
1: Mostly all cash.
0: Right. Using and, your line of security. Yeah, land. exactly.
1: Not mortgage component, because here's what happens. And I had to learn this the hard way. And then when I got in the mortgage industry, it just made sense. Because if anybody ever looked at what I did for a living or how I make my income, they're going to be like, well, what the hell? So I don't know how to get you a conventional mortgage, Right. right? Because we all know that it's not that fun, especially for the self-employed guys. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just easier for me to go and find the money, whether it's from a line of credit, whether it's other people's money, because then I don't have to like, you know, give the bank basically my blood sample.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. If yeah. I'm the guy buying a cash, then I get to call the shots. I get to decide what I want to buy. And not only that, I will out be my competition as well. Because okay. my competition is going to show up to the house and say, hey, listen, I need to put a condition on this. I need to do this. I need to do that. I can show up on site and just write a check and say, listen, you tell me when you want to close.
0: Yeah. So the, having that cash basically gives you a lot of extra power. A lot. Of, it makes for a stronger offer is what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Do you ever do joint venture deals, partnering up with other people?
1: I do. I've done several of them in my life some good, some not so good. Yeah, I would say like the very first one I did was probably the worst one. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> like a like of things, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, but hey man, I mean, it's one of those things. Like yeah. you don't know until you don't know. And then when you try it, you fix it. I get, right. I get it now. I get why this didn't work. Fail I get forward. why, yeah, whatever the issues are, let's plug in the holes. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing joint ventures forever. It just means that we'll get better at doing them going forward. That's all.
0: Okay. So the average person out there that's like wanting to get into this and they want to start making some money in real estate, where would you recommend they start? Like, where's the very first thing they should do to sort of find that first deal? Should they get a mentor first? Should they start pounding on doors themselves, looking for properties to buy? What would you recommend as the very, very first, most important step somebody should take?
1: Yeah, I hate being biased. Nathan, I hate being biased because, you know, I'm a real estate coach. Right. I would have to say 100%, get a mentor, get a coach. Okay. Get somebody as a guide. Because that's the only reason why I had absolutely no fear in anything that I ever did.
0: Mm -hmm. Because
1: I already had somebody backing me. I had somebody who had the answers. I had somebody to fall back on and help me evaluate the property. Because when I started, I had no idea how anything worked. I was like, no way I would have ever
0: figured that out. I probably would have lost my shirt on that deal if I Mm -hmm. didn't have my guide with me. Did you lean on uh, that person a lot on that first deal? Did you find that you were often going to that person and and saying, hey, what do I do here? All the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. At that point, Nathan, we didn't have Zoom like we do now. Yeah. So I had to literally drive an hour out every Saturday morning to go and get my uh, coaching.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it was like face-to-face. It was crazy. Spent yeah. a lot of time and effort doing that. And so 100%, that's where I would start. And the reason why is I've done a ton of market research on this as well. And I can tell you right now, most people, they don't get started in investing in real estate for a couple of major reasons. Number one, they say they don't have the time available. But the crazy thing is real estate actually doesn't take a lot of your time doesn't require a lot of time at all. Why? Because it's a patient game. You should be patient anyways. You shouldn't be jumping on everything that comes your way. Number two, it's that fear of losing money. So if you can get rid of the fear, right, by hiring like the right people to help you, then your whole perspective on real estate will completely change. It's not as risky or as bad as what you think. It's not as scary as what you think. At the end of the day, it's a box on dirt and it's numbers. If you know your numbers, you can never lose. So what if a person has no money at all? Is there a way for them to get into this game? Absolutely. So what they can do is they can focus on more creative strategies. So that's kind of like where my super brokering strategy comes into play because the whole point of my super brokering strategy is to go and flip houses using no money at all. Right. And it minimizes risk. I built that platform specifically for the brand new investors. Okay. So later on, if they want to get into more advanced Strategies that require capital and stuff, they can build on top of the super broking strategy. Okay. But because they've got the foundation, by the time they add on the advanced strategies, they will have a business that can grow or that can scale into
0: something else. So, how can a person buy a place with no money? Is that possible? And 100% can- it's
1: possible. So many different ways to do it. Like, I'll give you an example. When I uh, did my first flip, we got the financing from a private lender. Okay. Okay. That means that's somebody else's money. It's not my money. The way that I got the down payment was from my dad's home equity line of credit. So now I've technically closed on this property and using none of my own money. I'm just using other people's money. (laughs) And ultimately, you know, we put in a little bit of work. I paid the contractor through the line of credit as well so that they can go do the work for me. When we sell the house, what happens? Well, we take all the profits back, pay out the line of credit, pay it back to private lender. I end up with a profit at the end using none of my own money other than to put the whole deal together. That's one simple method of doing it. Right. Another method is just buying right. low and flipping high. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to get into like too much detail about
0: yeah, that. fair too. enough. It could get a little bit more complex. That's that'll be a, that'll be a different show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What if a person has a bunch of money they're sitting on, but they just don't have the time? They're a busy realtor or something like that, and they just like I don't have time to deal with this, but I've got you know a couple hundred thousand, and you know I don't know what to do with it. What would a person like that do?
1: Even better, because yeah. you know what, if all you have is money and you don't have time, great learn how to go and find investors that need your money right okay and be the bank like yeah, me i yeah. spend a lot of my time being a private lender for a reason right because i've already been in the trenches for 10 years flipping houses okay i'm tired
0: <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs>
1: so i've already built enough of a bankroll where i can lend out my money now and live passively
0: to other investors
1: yeah and yeah. like you know my time is very limited as well now because i'm doing a lot of different things where I am basically that person you just described. Right. But because you have the money, ultimately what you can do is you can go find deals, find investors that need your money, because the one thing I know about investors is they don't like to use their own money. Yeah. But they have no problems using yours and paying you like a nice fee for it, a nice interest rate on it, whatever it is. Like you're the bank. You get to call the terms and conditions. You're holding the gold. It's your rules.
0: And do you secure the property in that case when you do that? 100%. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For the record, Nathan, I don't lend to people that need to consolidate debt. Please don't think that because sometimes people get yeah. the wrong impression of private lenders and the, like, yeah, yeah, you know, consolidate debt at this crazy high rate. I'm like, nope, sorry, not my jam. If you need to consolidate debt with a private lender, this obviously could be a bigger issue.
0: Yeah. That's a recipe for disaster, sounds like yeah. to me.
1: I only lend to investors that I've done business with that I know have assets, they have wealth. They always perform. They have a clear exit strategy. This is a field that they have a lot of experience in and it's short term in and out. And yes, I do secure it against their houses. Absolutely. I want to keep it very simple, black or white. It's business. Mm -hmm. Every Mm -hmm. month, I just want to deposit your checks and call it a day.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So you've kind of moving slowly out of the uh, real estate investing thing in favor of coaching. So what are your long term plans?
1: Yeah, my long term plan is, you know, I have this goal of retiring in the next 10 years. Okay. And so I'm putting everything in place right now to be able to hit that goal. One thing that I found really fulfilling in the last couple of years has just been coaching people. And so I started out my coaching business. I'm going to put a lot of time and energy into that. And my goal is simple. It's just, hey, listen, how do I take that brand new investor? How do I make them their first hundred grand? That's it. And that's all I'm going to be focusing on for the next couple of years. Just go down that line, help people do basically what I was able to achieve. because. I mean, the way I'm seeing things out there right now, it's crazy to me, man. Like it blows my mind. I think the mortgage business gave me a lot of insight on just people and their lives. Like it's crazy to me how much time and effort people put into their job. And I hate to say it, you know, don't take this the wrong way to make 50, $60,000 a year. Like it blows my mind and you can go and flip a house and make that off one deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Cool. Well, where can people find out more about you if anyone's interested in this coaching program?
1: Yeah, the best way is like right now I'm really active on social media. Okay. So what I'll do for you, Nathan, is I'll send you a couple of links if you don't mind putting it in the yeah, show notes.
0: Absolutely, yeah. That's what we'll do. I
1: have a free private Facebook group that you guys can join as well. Costs you nothing; it's free. And I'm always doing like free Facebook Live events there. I'm doing some training, education, and I'm pretty open, guys. So if you find me on social media, like just shoot me a message and say, "Hey, sorry, si, I'm reaching out to you or I'm connecting with you because I heard you on Nathan's podcast."
0: Cool. Yeah, I've seen you everywhere. You're all over social media and. Yeah, it's great. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. And uh, yeah, it's nice to see you again. No problem. Thank you so much, Nathan. Okay, man. I'll talk to you later. See you. Well, there you have it. You can find out more about Sai by visiting his website at www.fliprealestateforprofits.com or by finding him all over social media. We'll leave some of these things in the show notes. That's it for our show today. Thanks for listening to the Sunshine Coast Real Estate Podcast.